Thursday edition of Main Street Sports today. Welcome in to the Lee Company studio on the program today. We'll be talking a little wrestling with Black Men head coach Ronnie Bray. Also, the Daytona 500 is just a few short days away. ESPN and SEC Network's Ryan McGee will join us as well in the second half. Plus, player and teams of the week. All that straight ahead on Main Street Sports today. Now to the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer and Sports Writer of the Year, Mo Patton. Here's a Sundrop kid from Alabama, Chris Yow. It is Thursday, and that means we are just one day closer to the weekend. And that means what? It means more basketball. Plenty of basketball. <laughs> that's that's what it means for it, us. It certainly doesn't mean an off day. So, What are those? Haven't haven't seen those in a minute. Mm. Some teams got them today, and that's well, we'll get into it. <laughs> um, yeah, like JP said, Ryan McGee will be talking Daytona Five Hundred. We'll talk to Ronnie Bray as the first ever TWSLA individual wrestling sectionals will be held this weekend. Yeah, um, got some big news across the world of sports to get into so should be a lot of fun transfer portal nil everything the titans we'll talk a little bit about them just a lot going on so let's dive right in and give you yesterday's results and today's schedule on the rundown from the blue raiders to the two-tone blue Whoa, that was weird the team I mean that works. <laughs> it's that's hey man. This is the rundown. And Wednesday high school boys basketball action. Columbia Academy on the road saw their season come to an end with a 56-42 loss at Clarksville Academy in the Division 2A Middle Region quarterfinals. In 10-1A semifinal play on the girls' side last night, Collinwood with a 52-37 home court win over Richland. Also, Wayne County at home defeated Santa Fe 69-19. Junior college baseball action. Columbia State opened their home portion of their schedule with a sweep of Freed Hardeman. We were on hand for some of that. Chargers defeated Freed 6-1 in game one and 7-1 in game two. In NCAA men's action last night, Jacksonville State gets a come from behind win over the Bisons of Lipscomb, 78-67. Ding, ding, ding. Second-ranked Auburn downs Vanderbilt, also Finally. come from behind, yeah. <laughs> 94-80 uh, down on the Plains. In the women's action, took overtime, but Murray State avenged the earlier season loss to Austin P 68-61 at home. And then NBA action, look at here. This is weird. The Trailblazers over the Grizzlies, 123-119. Didn't know that they could lose to somebody they, not named Dallas. And they said it would never happen. Um, tonight's <laughs> high school basketball action, short slate, and we'll get into that more later. Uh, District 12-4A, um, play-in games, basically. Nolansville boys travel to Summit. Independence girls are at Nolansville. Both those games are 6 o'clock tips. 
NCAA men's basketball action tonight on ESPN Plus at 6 o'clock. Austin P. It's at 21st ranked Murray State in Ohio Valley Conference action. Also in the OVC, Eastern Illinois, the Belmont at 7 on ESPN Plus. Southern Illinois, Edwardsville is at Tennessee State. That's a 7.30 start at the Gentry Center on ESPN Plus. Conference USA at 6 o'clock. Middle Tennessee State goes on the road to FIU. That's a 6 o'clock game. And if it's on TV, we just don't listen to Chip. Yeah, there you it's go. It's easier. That's, that's the best thing anyway. In women's action tonight, Eastern Illinois is at Belmont's 5 o'clock tip. Uh, prior to that men's game on ESPN+, Plus. same thing for Tennessee State. They host uh, SIU Edwardsville at 5.30 on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, in Conference USA play, FIU women are at Middle Tennessee State because it's the opposite. That's a 6 p.m. tip. You can see that one on ESPN+. Plus. Go figure. And in SEC play tonight, both at 6 o'clock, Vanderbilt at Kentucky. And 12th-ranked Tennessee is at Alabama. Both of those 6 p.m. tips, Tennessee-Alabama on SEC Network Plus, Vanderbilt-Kentucky on ESPN Plus. So, either way, just go to the ESPN app. You can find all these games. There you go. Except for the middle middle men. Go figure. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's rundown. And what a rundown it was. My dad texted me last night. You at the ball game? No, I uh, I was at Build a Bear. How'd that go? It was great. Did the bear get built? The bear got built, and Charlie stepped on the little lever the that little... fills the yeah that fills the bear. So nice. She, she did a good job. Did and, she enjoy that? Um, she was a little scared of everything that was kind of going on. She was. That's, just, it can be a lot. It's overwhelming a little. Yeah. So especially for. A not quite one year old. Right, right. So it was interesting how, you know, she she kind of eventually when I got the bear home and I put it in the corner of the playpen and just kind of let it sit there, she eventually went over there and started playing with it and that sort of thing. So things are getting it's getting better. <laughs> she'll she'll catch you on here shortly, I'm sure. So anyway, top story today, opening, opening tip. tip. There we go. Comes from high school because the reason the rundown is so short, Mo, is because some of our games have been postponed to tomorrow. Postponed. Not canceled. Not canceled. Postponed. Pushback. Which is. Yeah. Um, in, di- in, divi- in District 10-1A, um, boy, semifinals that were supposed to be played today will instead be played tomorrow, which. Um, interrupts the rest of that schedule because they were going to play championships and consolations on Saturday down at Wayne County. So instead, tomorrow you've got boys semifinals, Kalioka at Santa Fe and Wayne County at Richland. Uh, you've got girls consolations and championships Saturday night at Wayne County, 6 and 7.30. And then boys consolations and championships at 6 and 7.30 Monday. So, and then in District 10 2A, you had two girls semifinals that were supposed to be played tonight at Mount Pleasant. They will instead play tomorrow at Mount Pleasant. So you will have four games at Mount Pleasant tomorrow. Giles and Summertown girls at four, Lewis County and Loretto girls at 530, followed by Giles County and Loretto boys at seven, and 
Lewis County and Summertown boys at 8.30. And then things will pick up as scheduled, I think. Girls Consolations and Championship on Monday, boys on Tuesday. Also, in District 8-3A, you had two girls semifinal games that were supposed to be played tonight. Instead, they're pushing those back to tomorrow, so you will have all your semifinals, boys and girls, tomorrow at Tullahoma. Page and Lincoln County girls at 4. Page and Lawrence County boys at 5.30. Tullahoma and Lawrence County girls at 7. Lincoln County and Tullahoma boys at 8.30. So, and we'll give you all that again tomorrow on the rundown. Right, but 12-4A is playing their playing games tonight as scheduled right. as far as we know. Williamson County. Well, I mean, we were told that they are, so. Yeah, but Unless, if a tornado I mean, hits in between now and then, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. It could happen. I've seen it. At 2 the games are scheduled, so <laughs> I, that, that's all I can tell you. <laughs> as far as we know, they're going to happen. Now, what happens between now and then? You're on your own. <laughs> that's, I mean, I've seen it happen before. You got to be careful. You gotta. You never know what what might just pop up out of the sky uh, you, here in Middle you, Tennessee in February. Use your discretion. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I know Williamson County Youth Leagues aren't playing tonight. I know that for for a fact. So <laughs> anyway, great show coming up throughout the rest of the way, and we're gonna start it with Ronnie Bray of Blackman Wrestling. So stick around. We'll hand it some hardware, and we'll talk to Ronnie Bray on the other side of the break. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid Tennessee Born and Joint returns after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. 
Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in. It is Thursday here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant here live from the Lee Company studio. The weather today not nearly as good as it was yesterday. Yeah, tough day, tough day. It's all right. Yesterday was great, though. It was. We'll take that as much as as much as it will give it to us. We'll take it. Yeah, especially in February. Um, Mo, well, it's time to hand out some hardware as we do each and every Thursday. Give out to the End to Win Life Team of the Week, presented by our friends at Custom Stone Handlers. Ned Rich and the folks at End to Win Life and Custom Stone Handlers. This week's Team of the Week, really, if you if you go out and win a district tournament and you complete the season sweep of independence, you, you got a good chance of winning this one. Uh, yeah, you know, Columbia Central going into hostile territory last Friday night, picking up a 71-64 win at Independence to clinched the district 12-4A regular season championship and the number one seed in this weekend's tournament. So um, Columbia Central finishing up the regular season with a 22-3 and record. That win at Independence was preceded by a 91-76 comeback victory up at Nolansville on the prior Tuesday night. So a couple of big wins for the Lions. Averaged 81 points. That's You'll not a ba- that's not a bad showing for um, Nick Campbell's group of underdogs over at Columbia Central. Picked fourth in the district. One at all. I don't know who was picking. Well, you know, funny story. <laughs> they have played much better on the road than they have at home, almost all season long. That last year, the district tournament at Columbia Central, and they get ousted. You know, it's. It's interesting because they lost to Ravenwood. I saw them lose to Ravenwood at home, but they go over there and you know beat them pretty good. One point game against Independence here in Columbia. They go up there and win by ten or seven ish. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's interesting. They're they're twenty two and three. They've not lost a whole lot of games anywhere, and yet, <laughs> you know, the, I, it just appears that they have played better on the road. So maybe this tournament being at Summit. Not a bad thing for the Lions. Or, or not at not at Columbia. <laughs> anywhere but to Columbia, <laughs> yeah. apparently. Yeah, because this tournament will be at Summit, and they are assured of a berth in the region, which is also at Summit. So, that's yeah, positive. That's, there you go. That's a good thing. You know, pack up the home uniforms. Yeah. Put them away. Yeah. The but, player of the week also comes from Columbia Central. She does. Um, Janaira Raleigh. Hmm? A tree play duble. Something like that. Yeah. Um, 23, 10, and 10. In their win over Independence last Friday night, um, Janiah Riley, our Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Player of the Week this week, averaged 21.5 points in two games. So, she's doing some good things, and that team is 
doing some good things, really getting a little bit more diverse offensively as they advance and approach the postseason. So um, could be some good things in store for them as well. Looking forward to this weekend for sure. All right, let's get into it. We've got Coach's Corner presented by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill. That was a nice little hiccup there. You are. Renee Hart and the folks over at From the Heart making sure that you are well-fed and happy and well-read, well-fed and well-read. You can pick up a book and read while you wait if, you, if you'd like over at From the Heart in Chapel Hill. So go check out Renee and the gang. They do a great job. Best sandwiches and desserts anywhere in the southern mid-state. Joining us on Coach's Corner is Blackman Wrestling Coach Ronnie Bray. Coach, welcome in. Thanks for taking some time with us today. Appreciate you guys having me. Oh, not a problem, Coach. Hey, just um, I, I guess the big thing to me this weekend, you've got sectionals across the state, and it's a um, it's a new concept, and just trying to get different folks' take on this. You like it? You don't like it? What are, what are your thoughts? I mean, clearly there's not a whole lot you can do about it, but what are your um, what are your thoughts as you head into this weekend? Well, we're, we're definitely not a fan. You know, we used to be Region 5, and we were already, you know, paired up with Region 6, and now they've moved us to Region 4. You know, they renamed our – they took football out and – and drop a few teams down, and now we're Region 4, and that pairs us up with Region 3, which is Cleveland-Bradley region, who are, you know, number one and number two in the state. So it definitely made it a lot more challenging for us to get some guys to the state tournament, for sure. You know, that's kind of what I was looking at, Ronnie, as as I look at the setup. And, and it's odd. That region has a total of seven schools? Because Bradley, yeah. Bradley Central, I'm sorry, Bradley Central, Cleveland, Ulawa, and Howard are in District Six. McMinn, Ray County, and Walker Valley are in District Five. So you've got a seven-team region over there. Um, so in addition to two of the top programs in the state, there's not a whole lot else in that region. So I imagine Bradley Central and Cleveland will be se- sending full teams. To the sectionals this weekend. Well, they both are qualified thirteen out of fourteen for the sectionals. <laughs> thirteen out of fourteen slackers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, now, where where is where is y'all sectional? It will be at Oakland. Okay. Well, at least they have to travel. Yes. And then <laughs> next year we have to travel to the Chattanooga area. Oh, okay. So you're going to rotate it. Okay. All right. Uh, Bradley and Cleveland aside, what are, what are your thoughts about your team as you guys head into this? Because I'm, how many did y'all get through? Uh, we got ten. We have ten uh, so far, and uh, Oakland has twelve. And we were the top two teams in our region, and you know have, have fared well. So it's pretty much it's going to be the state tournament before the state tournament. You know that's the way we've been been viewing it and preparing for it, and. If you do all of our sectional, there's no reason that you can't get a state medal. Right. No doubt. Um, you know, I've had um I had Mark Reeves on my um podcast first first takedown a couple of weeks ago and um you know, he kinda talked about the um the concept behind 
the sectionals. I guess it was kind of a um, a compromise maybe because um, after taking 16 kids to state last year, taking the top two out of the region, um, which was a little bit of a shock to everybody's system, this year the decision was you're taking the top four out of the region, as has been the case historically, but you've got the sectional in between, and then you take the top four from the sectionals to a 16-man bracket. Uh, I didn't realize the 16, the 32-man bracket was such an issue for so many people. Was it? Is it? Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of a 32-man bracket. You know, and I think we have the space and, and things like that to continue it, so I don't, I don't know why we went to a sectional. You know, I think the more kids that get to the opportunity to go to the state tournament, your best kids are going to be there anyway. So what's it hurting to have a 32-man bracket? We fought so hard for so long to get a 32-man bracket double elimination tournament. We finally get it. Now, and I understand last year was a COVID year, so you had to make some changes. But this year, as people are trying to move past all that, I I don't understand why why we're going to this. Because, you know, I think it's – you know, if you're the Stewart's Creeks and the Seagulls and things like that, they're still trying to, you know, you got to get through Blackman and Oakland, and now you got to add Bradley and Cleveland. It, it's it's very hard for you to get a state qualifier, and you know some of that, you know, you're, you're putting some of the, the teams out that you know that might be their only chance to get some state qualifiers in. Certainly. It's certainly an interesting thought process. Ronnie Bray here on Coach's Corner presented by From the Heart Cafe. You know, it, we've talked so many so many times on this show and, and about a lot of things in the TWSAA about putting the genie back in the bottle, and it seems like this is the first time we've ever seen them actually do that. Um, you know, but I guess my, my, my question is, Coach, being back at Williamson County versus having to go to Chattanooga and that sort of thing, it, what's uh, what does that does that make a difference to your team not having to travel over there and, and being a little bit closer to home? Uh, the size and the the I guess the familiarity for probably some of your kids with that facility does that make much of a difference? It it does. You know, the less you have to travel, you know, so it's always better, but. You know, being in Middle Tennessee, it's it's not a, dry, a hard drive for anybody. You know, a lot of people want to have it in Chattanooga, but you know, if you're from Memphis, there's no easy way to get to Chattanooga. It's going to take you a long time. And uh, you know, and I I hear that they're going to try to move it back to Chattanooga, and I wish they wouldn't. You know, because it just is it's better to have it in the middle where everybody has a, a decent drive to it. Of course, I'm being partial being in Middle Tennessee, but I mean it's going to benefit somebody. But if you can benefit more than a few, it's it's better. I think that's and, the thing. Putting it where it is the most beneficial for the most people right, is kind of yeah. what you're looking for, or it would seem <laughs> that that would be the case. So um, you're trying to apply logic to an illogical Ill- situation, and, and we know, and we know how that works. Yeah, Ronnie, who do you feel like your best guys are to get through this weekend sectional action and get to the Ag Expo next weekend? Well, Justin Bradford is a returning state champ, and he'll be at 126, and he's having a great year. Uh, Mason Sells at 138, Josh Hewitt uh, 182, um, Grant Myers. Is at one thirty two, Severin Colton one oh six, and Aslan Nato at uh, one thirteen. They are, are they're 
doing a great job. You said so Mason. You know, we, we can get, I'm sorry. You said Mason sells at 38. Is that right? Yes, sir. How many sales have you had? <laughs> I'm on number three. Are there more? I know he's, he's, he's the last one. He's a junior this year. And you know, the older brother Tyler is, is doing great. He's in medical school. And, um, the middle one that we had, uh, Matthew, you know, two time state champion. He's, uh, he's about to graduate here in May. And then, uh, then Mason was the third one, you know, come through it. And he's a junior right now. That's great. For his third region title. They've, they've, they've had a great run over there and you've done some great things with them. Um, Besides, besides Bradley and Cleveland, and and obviously yourself, who else are you looking for to to maybe make some noise at this weekend sectionals? Well, Oakland, you know they they edged us out for the region championship last weekend. You know they have twelve qualified; they're going to do well. And then you know, and everybody's got those studs on their team. You know, mm-hmm. at one eighty two, Austin Cooley from McMinn County is a is is a front runner. He's very tough, and then. Eagle has uh, Connor Millhorn at 195, and so you know everybody's got some of those studs that you got to take into account. Also, okay, great. Ronnie Bray, the wrestling coach over at Blackman, with us here on Coach's Corner, presented by From the Heart Cafe over in Chapel Hill. Um, as Chris was saying, go check out Renee and the gang over there as you're headed toward Henry Horton. It's right there on your right before you get there. So. Um, Be sure and check them out. Ronnie, good luck this weekend. Appreciate you spending some time with us here on Main Street Sports today. Well, I sure appreciate you having me. All right. When we come back, we'll tell you what a former Tennessee head football coach is doing these days. Stick around. Main Street Sports today comes back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. 
We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to this Thursday edition of Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mo, when the New York football giants got rid of their staff, it impacted some former Tennessee coaches. At least two, right? At least two. And one of them has found a landing spot. The other one has not? I I don't know where, what he may or may not be doing at this point. Um, But one of them will take part in the Nick Saban Coaches Rehabilitation Program. (laughs) Seems to be a popular place. Yeah, well, it, it, it seems to be a great place if you want to get a job somewhere else eventually. Sure. And so friend of the show, John Bryce of footballscoop.com reporting that Derek Dooley will be headed to the capstone as a senior offensive analyst at the university of Alabama for the 2022 football season. Good and, for him. And if you're Alabama, it's the 2022, 23 football season. <laughs> Cause yeah, <laughs> they play in the twenty three um, every time. <laughs> and, yeah, when's the last time that they didn't? So yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, he was on he was on Saban's staff at LSU. He was a tight ends coach there. So and then as he was assistant coach down in uh, Miami as well, o three and o four, as a running back coach. So he's, you know, he he's been with Saban a few times and. I mean, it's probably... And it certainly hasn't hurt him to be with Saban. I mean, I would imagine that played a role in him getting to Knoxville initially, so... Yeah, his, you know, I think his time, obviously, at LSU probably certainly helped him get to Louisiana Tech, which preceded his time Mm -hmm. uh, at Knoxville. So, but, you know, Derek Dooley stepped into a bad situation, and... uh, and didn't he didn't help himself a whole lot, but he also he just wasn't in a good situation. I mean, the fact is that Tennessee was coming off a five and seven year in Fulmer's last year, and then you have a pretty good year with Lane Kiffin in year one in '09, which I think really kind of elevated expectations. It, it did, except, and then the way the way Kiffin left, except that. Coach Orgeron and Kiffin took most of their signing class with them to Southern Cal. That said, and then how, went, how long was Dooley at UT? Uh, tw- three years. That's not really enough time. He went 15 and 21. He didn't sign an offensive lineman. I understand that. 
he'd win an entire class without signing an offensive lineman. I how, get how that. do you do that? And I don't think his I don't think his recruiting is very good. Mm-hmm. I do think he's a pretty good coach, right? And and it appears after having spent time, you know, since he lo- since he left UT, he was at Missouri, and then he's been at the NFL level with the Dolphins, the Cowboys, and most recently the Giants, as you said. I wonder if this is him saying, I want to get back to the collegiate level and maybe get another shot at a head coaching spot. Well, I think if if that's what you want, this is the first step. Mm-hmm. It's a good first step. And <laughs> the first step is realizing you have a problem. <laughs> and, and here's the thing again, Dooley, not a bad coach, but if, if his trajectory is offensive analyst at Alabama, offensive coordinator somewhere, mm-hmm. and then, you know, back to head coaching. And, and it may be at some place like, you know, Georgia Louisiana State Tech. or Louisiana Tech. But that's not a bad gig. Sure. So, I, you know, kudos to Derek Dooley for, for landing somewhere. And, again, I don't have a problem with Dooley. Dooley was probably the least problematic coach of that, <sighs> of that decade for me. I thought he was. I thought he was a nice guy. Probably mm-hmm. didn't. He again didn't recruit very well, but also, you know, he he did some positive things too. I mean, it, we the North Carolina bowl game, we all know is trash. I mean, that's that's a game that Tennessee, in my mind, won. I refuse to believe that uh, that that North Carolina won that game. But other than that, I mean, he went fifteen and twenty one in three years. Three straight losing seasons. Again, he wasn't great, but I don't. I think he was the least problematic of the group. And again, yes, he didn't sign the off and offensive line. I get that, but 08, 09 were just incredibly detrimental to the program of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He didn't help it get better, but. I don't think he was necessarily given a whole lot of tools to make it better. So, hmm. nonetheless, I like Derek. I like his orange pants. <laughs> uh, you know, so congrats to him for entering the program, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. One of one of Dooley and his wife Allison's three children is named Peyton. Well, I mean. It's kind of interesting. It is. It is. Um, we talked yesterday. I don't know if we – did we mention it? Yeah, we mentioned it on air that Jim Harbaugh signed an extension. I believe we did mention it on the air, at, yeah. At, at Michigan after – Yesterday was a little busy. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure what we talked about yesterday. Yeah. But it was $7.5 million. Seven, I'm sorry, seven point oh five million. Oh, hey, get those decimals and those O's in the right place. But up to seven point six in the fifth year, so he gets an incremental raise. I guess whether he does well or not, I don't it's know. It's all about the decimals, huh? That's a lot of money for a guy who has a had year one ago. A year. Well, it's a lot of money for a guy that a year ago you may take you a pay cut. Yeah, well, and you kind of want it gone. Yeah, no question. It's a lot of money for a guy that a month ago, well, two weeks ago, 
was interviewing for an NFL job on the same day as National Signing Day. This is this is what's going to happen. All right, Michigan is going to regress next year, and then Michigan is the 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 school the program is going to be in a very very precarious spot. This is not a team that is built for long term success. Well, and and that school to the south, as they refer to them isn't going to take what happened this past year laying down. No, exactly. So I, I, uh, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mo, today was a big day for the United States Football League. They released the uniforms. And so I thought, let's go through them and give them a grade. All right. So, JP, you'll have to tell me who's up first. All right. Can we, go, uh, we go in the order that I sent them to you, New uh, Orleans? Maybe. Yes, New Orleans is first. New Orleans is first. Check mm-hmm. those out and tell me what you think, Mo. New Orleans the Breakers. Breakers. The Breakers. Well, look a lot like, I mean, a modern day, what they had, which I guess well, is the idea. Well, that's what all of these yeah. are. Yeah. When you see these, you'll go, okay, this is a, a little bit of a – and paying homage to the throwback. Sure. But I like them. I think it's probably the one of the top two. I've seen them all, but I think it's one of the top two best um, with as, the royal blue and the, the two tone blue. As, as I've said before, I've, I've, <laughs> I don't think you can ever go wrong with two tone blue. So uh, those are nice. I don't have an issue with those. All right. Scale of 10 out of 10. What are you giving it? Oh, that's an eight. Easily. I'm going 8.5 okay. on that one for sure. Right. Swipe to the next one. Who we got? Michigan Panthers. This one's weird because the the dark garnet color mm-hmm. with the baby blue is yeah. weird to me. It's very weird, and I thought it was weird the first time. <laughs> it's different, but I, I'm okay with it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm less okay with it. it. I'm, I'm less not okay feeling with it. it. It's That's, unique. It's it's. Certainly unique. Yeah, no question, it's unique. It's an option. That's, that's a that's a four. And this is Jeff Fisher's. This is Jeff. I, I wonder if him coming on, if he brought that no, lighter the blue. blue. The was it already all, there? No, blue's that, always no, been that's, there. that's always been there. Yeah, that okay. was there the first time around. That's but, the same logo that they used before. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. I'm yeah I'm gonna go with a five because it's yeah I, I like the gold britches. It's weird. I, this is the weird part to me. The triple stripe with the blue in the mm-hmm. middle. Of, it's weird. Anyway, the blue throws me. I'll give this. Otherwise, they kind of look like Boston College to some degree. <laughs> Wait till you see the Stallions. Uh, here's the New Jersey Generals. Very basic, <laughs> but classic. Look like Rutgers. But, which is kind of, I think, the point. I think it it's might classic. very well be, particularly in New Jersey, yeah. So it, it's, it is a classic look. It's not too crazy. Even the numbers are more classic than yeah. most of the others. So Yeah, that's... I gave it a seven. Yeah, I gave it a seven. Mm -hmm. I I thought it was a pretty good option there, but again, just classic. Tampa Bay's next, the Bandits. Love these, by the way. I like the silver helmets. The silver dome, and it's, again. And the silver britches, as they would say in Athens. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think this is a very similar to Georgia, Mm -hmm. and I love it. I think it looks really good. It's classic. There's a little Tampa Bay Bucks. In there, I think as well. Yeah, there could be. Yeah, yeah. I gave it. A, I gave it a seven point five. I'm a seven there. So, know. 
I like their logo too. I think they have one of the better mm-hmm. logos. All right, here are your stallions, Chris, Birmingham. Speaking of Boston College, this is very the, the that other are thing 49ers. Is they don't. Well, someone said, "What if the Broncos were the 49ers?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think it's a little. It's a different shade of gold than the 49ers. There, I don't like. I don't. I don't like that gold accent stripe on the shoulders on the white jerseys. It's you almost lose it. You do, but I don't know what else you do because you only have three colors. They don't have a black or anything like that. And that's unfortunate. Uh, Sometimes that's, that's a five. I give it a seven. And here's why the only reason it's not higher is because they don't have gold britches. If they had the gold britches, Mm. I'd be in for it, but that's what they used to have the gold britches, but this Mm. is almost identical to what they had before, which Mm. is why they went that way with the wide strap on the, this is my least favorite. Pittsburgh Mullers. Pittsburgh is my least Is that favorite. a purple? Is that a Clemson? It's purple and orange. orange. Yeah, it's Clemson purple, colors. Yeah. But to me, and I, I'm going to make a lot of Titans fans either really happy or really angry, I hate the second color shoulder. It looks very Pop Warner to me. And I, just, I hate the second color shoulder, especially when it's two dominant colors like purple and orange. Yeah. Yeah. Like, at least with Tennessee, it was a baby blue. It wasn't a boom, right in your face color. Both of these are you know the the away uniform not so bad the home uniform awful yeah. i gave it a 3 yeah i'm not going to give it a 3 but i'm going to give it a 4 all right up next the houston gamblers this is my number 1 oh yeah oh yeah that's solid that dark slate gray pants i don't like the insert under the arm though i that is the one thing that's keeping it from being a 10 for me it's a nine, but I hate the arm insert because, again, Pop Warner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd rather just have a single solid color jersey. The black because it matches around. the stripe down the pants. Yeah, but it doesn't match the stripe. It's the opposite color of the mm-hmm. stripe that goes down the pants. Because exactly. You got black. Yeah. 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 So why are we doing that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> leave backwards. it. Leave it solid black. Give me. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the away uniform is really good, even with the the insert. Insert. I don't. It, it's. It's I, an I'm eight. A, I'm a fan. I like these. They're weird, but I like them. They look like a candy cane going down the side of the uniform. What's with the red and gold? That's what everybody wanted to be back then. I guess because what we... I mean, what you got? You got Birmingham, you got Michigan, and now you got these guys? This is a yellow, but yes, the the same colors. It's basically ketchup and mustard here for Philadelphia. Philadelphia stars coming at you. And I like that they did the rounded numbers. That should be Pittsburgh's colors. Well, mm. I like play at Heinz Field. Hello. Ding, ding, ding. Give yourself one. There you go. I like they did the rounded numbers to go with the rounded stars logo. Mm-hmm. So I, I gave them. I gave them a seven. Six. It's okay. That's it's not six. great, but it's not bad. And that's it. That's that's all eight. So you have seen all eight of the USFL's uniforms. Were you able to get them up on the screen, JP? Yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. So. So if you're, if listening, you're listening, if you're listening, you got to go find us where you can see us. Yeah, so. or look at at USFL on Twitter, I guess. That too. If, if you want to just you know, if you don't want to see us, but you want to see the uniform, yeah, yeah. there you go. All right, so it's time to take a break. Halftime coming up here, and uh, we don't have a lot of time for it, so Short may not, may not huh? even get a halftime. But come back after this.